0: If you're constantly worried that someone's going to point you out in a crowd and say, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be here. You are not qualified. You're not actually one of us. You don't have the right skills. You don't have the right education. You don't have the right background. How did you get here? You are not supposed to be here. If you have this constant feeling inside that you have tricked or scammed or manipulated your way, to where you're at in life right now, and that your positions that you hold, whatever they may be, are basically just built on this tower of lies and smoke and mirrors that could come crumbling down at any time, then you are probably living with something we call imposter syndrome. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what that is today. I'm going to give you a couple examples from my life. And then I'm going to give you two incredibly powerful tools that can completely dismantle this incredibly frustrating and demoralizing glitch that our brains have. Welcome back to The Psychology of Depression and Anxiety. I'm your host, Dr. Scott. I am a full-time licensed clinical psychologist specializing in severe treatment-resistant mood and anxiety disorders. I do individual therapy. I do intensive outpatient programming. Obviously, I do this podcast, and I'm the author of the book, For When Everything is Burning. Today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, one of the most frustrating things that I have ever experienced. Essentially, what is happening inside when you experience imposter syndrome is your sense of who you are. Like like when you think of yourself, you get this vision in your mind, right? And, and not just physically, you, you picture what you look like physically, but you also think like, who am I? You know, what, what skills do I have? What traits do I have? What kind of person am I? How do other people perceive me? You have this entire image of yourself in your own mind, but that image is probably quite a bit out of date. That's what imposter syndrome is. Really, if you, if you break it down to its core element, imposter syndrome is when your self image is outdated. There is latency between actually making changes in your life and you fully acknowledging and internalizing those changes, and so especially when we have big step steps up in life that happen fairly quickly. So think about big transitions that happen in life. Think about like going from middle school to high school, high school to college, college to grad school, uh, your first job, your wedding day, the day you take your kid home from the hospital. Uh, first time you walk into a gym, like all these things where you experience this significant status change in life. And although there may have been a lot of steps building up to that, your your title or status or job or whatever it may be literally changes overnight. And it's like yesterday you were this thing and today now you're this thing. Yesterday I was single, now I'm a husband. Yesterday I was a student, now I'm an um, employee or whatever it may be. It's very difficult for your brain to keep itself up to date with these rapid changes that occur in your life. And so when you think about yourself, the person you're picturing is, is quite a bit in your past. I hope that makes sense. Let me give you an example, just in case it doesn't. The day I got my doctorate degree, I felt like the biggest fraud in the world. I, I remember you know, getting my frame and putting it up on my wall, in my office, and I'm not kidding. Like This is not me trying to be funny. I'm being, I'm being completely honest with you guys here. For six months while this degree is sitting on my wall, every day I had this sense that some like really professional looking like man in black type guy wasn't gonna just walk into my office and take it off my wall and look at me and be like, what were you thinking? You Come on, man. You know better. You can't be a psychologist. Who are you trying to fool? You know who you used to be. People like you don't get to be here. Six months, every day, I felt that way. I still experience imposter syndrome to some extent. And let me tell you how this narrative plays out in my head, because you might relate to me on this one. Because if you think just because I had my doctorate and do all the stuff I just said I do in my intro... And, and have a wife and kids, that that means I don't ever doubt myself. That's not how brains work. So I wake up, I wake up in the morning, and I'm thinking about my day. And I'm like, okay, I got my two IOPs to run, got my individual clients to see morning routine, etc, etc, etc. And I'm thinking about all the stuff I'm doing, right? And it and my brain, I, I might start to feel like I'm doing a lot of pretty cool stuff right now. You know, this is I have a neat life. I, I like where this is going. This feels good. And then this little punk part of my brain will just kind of tap me on the shoulder and go, Hey, hey, man, hey, remember that year you didn't go to school? Remember when you just like didn't go and you did homeschool, but actually you just played video games and hung out with your friends and you just literally didn't go to school? And And then you convinced people to give you a doctorate degree and be your therapy clients. That is hilarious, how did you do that? You gotta tell me how you did that. How did you scam those people like that? That part of my brain is a punk. And so is yours, because you have that voice too, right? We all do. So yeah, imposter syndrome, this is not just something that people with mood disorders and anxiety disorders experience. We do maybe experience it more or more severely. All people get this though, all people get this. It's just this little glitch we have with our self-perception. So now that you understand what imposter syndrome is, I'm gonna give you two tools that if you use them consistently and effectively can 95% eradicate this stupid thought process that can hold you back from so many amazing things in your life. The first thing I want you to understand and use this to challenge it is when you think of any particular domain of your life, let's say you play an instrument. You learned to play that instrument at some point. You, maybe you're a prodigy and just picked it up on day one, but, but you probably had to develop your skill level with that instrument in phases. And you remember some amount of detail about every phase that you have ever been in as a musician. If you're not a musician, just put something else in there. Maybe this is you going to the gym or learning to manage your own finances or something, just literally anything. You know every phase of your development in that domain from complete newbie who knows nothing to now. So in your mind, you can probably picture almost like this cross section of like, I didn't know anything. I kind of started to mess around with this thing. I got like not completely terrible at it. I got kind of mediocre. And there's all these phases leading up to wherever you're at right now, which may like maybe you're still in a, a mediocre phase. It, this this applies whether you're like a virtuoso at something or like decent at something, it applies to everyone and everything. You see all these different versions of yourself that have existed in the past. And the person you see today in that domain with regard to your self-image, the version of you that you see in your mind, is basically, in average of all of those phases of you. You know all of them, so you just kind of blend them all together because it seems like they are all equally relevant or equally important to the person you are today in that area of your life. But if you were somebody else and met you today for the first time and observed your functioning in that domain of your life, you would only know the phase that you're in today. You would have no knowledge that any version of you has ever existed before then. And you do this when you meet other people. Like it, it makes me think of, it's, it's a weird example, but that musician that just went viral, was it Oliver Anthony or Anthony Oliver this is one of those two. I can't remember. Um, just like out of absolutely nowhere, became incredibly popular or it seemed like out of absolutely nowhere and I remember people saying like how did somebody with no musical experience get get so famous so quickly but he probably is not somebody with no musical experiment experience he just hasn't been famous until now so you didn't see all the other versions of him that existed behind the scenes before this version of him like became known to the public I guarantee you there was a time when he sucked at singing and writing songs. Everybody starts there. But the only person whose journey you actually get to see from start to beginning is yours. And like maybe your kids. But but most importantly, you just see this average. You see this average of all the different versions of you that have ever existed. And that's not actually the person you are today. You aren't an average of all those things because most of those are steps that you have successfully climbed or ascended, I felt like using a really fancy word there for some reason, those steps are in your past now. Those clumsy, still developing versions of you as a musician or you in the gym or you as a therapist, they don't actually exist anymore. And so the mental strategy that I want you to use is think about all those phases of you in this domain and shine a spotlight on only the present version. The rest, I know you're not gonna forget about those phases and you don't necessarily want to forget either, but you don't want to factor them in to your perception of who you are right now. If you factor them in, you will always see yourself as being behind and that's going to affect your self-esteem. That's going to affect your ability to enjoy these things that you do. It's going to affect whether you accept opportunities for advancement, whether you take on additional challenges, whether you feel good about yourself when your head hits the pillow at night. It's going to affect everything in this part of your life and it's going to hold you back. And there's no reason it has to because the versions of yourself that you are picturing do not exist anymore. That's just part of your story. That's just part of your past. It isn't who you are today. That is the main strategy I want you to use for imposter syndrome that is occurring in the present. There is a second form of imposter syndrome that exists as well, and that is imposter syndrome about the future. So sometimes we think about starting something that is going to have a long duration Before it moves on to the next step. So like starting grad school, for example, like grad school, you know, getting a getting a doctorate degree, for example, it takes like five years, or deciding to have a kid, you know, who, who knows how long it's going to take you to become pregnant. And then you get an additional nine months after that. And then you have a baby who really just eats and sleeps like the period of time between you deciding, deciding to have a kid, like what you think of in your head as, as a child, and that person existing could be three, four, five years, could be as long as it takes to get a doctorate, right? These are, these are long-term endeavors that we embark upon. And what happens a lot of the time is we think about doing the thing that will happen at the end. You think about getting the, doc, getting the degree and, and then doing the job that you will get upon having that degree. Or you think about raising a three-year-old or raising a teenager, right? Or you think about spending the next 60 years of your life with somebody and you get cold feet because you picture the person you are today doing those things. And then you ask yourself consciously or unconsciously, could this person who I know myself to be right now, could this person do that? And your answer is often gonna be, I don't think so. I don't think this person could, could is ready for what's waiting at the other end of this journey. And because this person I am today is really not up for what's gonna happen at the end of this journey, I am not going to start this journey because I don't think I'll be able to, I think it'll be a waste of time. I think I'll put in all this work and I won't be able to do it or I'll hate it or something along those lines. This is just another form of imposter syndrome. This is future imposter syndrome. Your brain has no mechanism for extrapolating or projecting change that will occur along your journey. So the person I was the first day of my doctoral program, that person could not do what I, what I do today. So it's not even that it's wrong. It's that it's incomplete because you are going to grow and learn, and change along the way. As you get closer to the end of that journey, whatever road that is, you will become more like the person you will need to be once you get to the other side, whether that's because you're getting mentorship, or training, or education from professionals, or in some cases, whether you're just getting practice, like I don't necessarily think I was an amazing dad for the first few years that I was a dad because I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like no one knows what they're doing. It's it's such a we feel like we're the only ones. We feel it. It, it looks like everyone else is just out there, like just crushing it, and like they've always been that person and they've always known how to do that because we don't see their we don't see their journey. We also don't see their insecurities. We don't see what it actually feels like to be them. We just see them doing the thing and we can't look into their brain and realize that they think they suck at doing the thing. So we look at them and we're like, man, that person has just got it all figured out. In fact, I remember um, my professional mentor uh, was a psychologist. I guess that's probably a given. Uh, Her name was, is she's still around. Her name is Kim. And sometimes I used to just like look at Kim and I would just think, man, it has to just feel so incredible to be kim like i was a I was probably two thirds of the way through my doctorate degree at this point, so she's a psychologist, you know running these intensive outpatient programs and and owning her practice and supervising people and like training these f- future clinicians and she just was so cool, and I would just i thought kim must just wake up every day and just be like, I'm Kim, this is amazing, not in like a narcissistic way, because she was not at all like that, but just like a fulfilled way. And maybe she does. I don't know. But I know that my career and my life right now is actually really similar to hers. Like basically, my goal was to become Kim. And in many ways, I kind of did. I still am just me. (laughs) That's not That might sound really pessimistic. I'm not saying don't follow your dreams because they're not going to feel the way you think that they're going to feel. I am still glad that I've done the things that I've done. And I I would still rather be this person than who I was 10 or 15 years ago. But when you look at other people and you think like, gosh, it must just be, it must just feel so good to have it all figured out. Well, they don't. They, They don't. You just don't know what's in their head. So try to, okay, the T word, I know, trust. This is a hard word for many people listening, I understand that. But try to trust that when you start on a long journey, whatever that may be, that you will change throughout that journey in a way that prepares you for what comes after it. The person you are today, that person will not exist at the end of this journey. I know that's a little weird, but it's true. That person will have morphed into something else, something stronger, more knowledgeable, more capable. You won't be doing those things that you're looking into the future and saying, I don't know if I can do that. Well, Maybe you can't, but it doesn't matter. You won't be. New you will be doing those things. New you has skills and attributes and resiliency that you can't even imagine. So... I really, really hope that you don't hold yourself back from things that might be amazing for you in the future because of who you are today. Because that's not who will be doing those things. I want you to try to trust that growth will happen along the way. Because it does. Because I'll end on this thought because I feel like I'm about to start talking in circles if I keep going. But tell me this. Are you or are you not doing at least one thing in your life right now that at some point in the past, you would have said, I can't do that. Are you? You probably are, right? You're probably doing at least one thing, or you have at least one role or status or responsibility that at some point in your past, you would have said, no way. No way I can ever do that. That's impossible. I'm not that kind of person. I will not be able to achieve that. And now here you are doing it. What makes you think it's going to be any different next time? You changed along the way you grew, you improved, you learned, you will keep doing that because you are a dynamic being. You are not static. You are not the same. You will not be the same person tomorrow. You will not, like, hopefully, maybe I'm being idealistic here. You'll not be, you might not be the same person while you're done, by the time you're done listening to this, than the person you were when you started. You change every second of every day. So if the person you are today can't do something that you might want to do in the future, oh, well, that's not who's going to be doing it. That'll be new you. New you's got this. Try to trust in that. I'll see you next time. Take care.